Ephesians 6 verse 10. Scripture says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Amen? What an exhortation. This is something that I try to teach the believers that we don't take off the armor, put it on. Take off your righteousness, put it on. Take off the light, put it on. You keep it on. This is who you are. You've been redeemed, bought with the blood of Jesus. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been made right with God. And we've been given armor. We don't walk around naked. You understand? We're clothed in God's power, in his strength, in his word, in his might. But there's action involved with this. And the most important and the encouragement is that sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Don't be offended with God and his word. Keep your sword. Keep it sharp. Believe God's word. Amen. Stay in faith. That's the, the song that's over us. Arise and we're born to overcome in days of adversity. Correct? Amen. Well, I'm going to continue from last week um, talking about the goodness and the greatness of God, but this would be called greater still. And I'm going to read it to you as it was given to me very early this morning. Uh, it's, it, it speaks for itself. Amen. So I want you to be encouraged that God is good and he is great. And he wants to strengthen your faith in him and have an ear to hear. Those who have ears to hear. Very Simple truths. Amen. God is great and he's greater still. We're called to marvel at Jesus Christ and his works. And to know his way. Naturally as humans, made in the image of God, we were created and born for the impossible. The supernatural above and beyond the normal. I'm going to read it again. Naturally, as humans made in the image of God, we were created and born for the impossible. Amen. The supernatural, the above and beyond the normal. In the beginning, Adam and Eve were brought forth by God and placed in paradise. We know it as Eden. Heaven on earth, to steward what God had created. They walked with God in his goodness and his glory. 
Sometimes you forget what they were walking in. They were walking with God in his goodness and his glory. On earth. Heaven on earth, yes? They beheld his glory. The evil one, Satan, came to deceive. And in his evil, deceptive ways, he tempted Eve to question what God said. His words. His character and even his heart. Genesis 3.1, out of the New Living... You can put that up for me if you've got it up there. Genesis 3.1, New Living, says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say, you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? The man, Adam, agreed with the enemy's scheme and bold-faced lie and bam, <laughs> The two most powerful, glorious children of God willfully chose to sin by disobeying God's word and heart. The devil still works today to tempt God's born-again children of God to doubt his word. No matter what it is about or what the situation is, the enemy scheme is, did God really say? And more personally, why would it work for you? Why would God's word have anything to do with you? He's personal. He targets the individual soul Purpose, mandate, and call. That was the original assignment to separate us from our Father in heaven. That's how he came and he still comes and he still uses the same old scheme. Yes? Jesus said, have faith in God. So we've got to believe what the Bible says here. We've got a testimony of which we were all born in. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Have faith in God. We have what I call glimpses of glory in this life where we sometimes think upon certain heavenly things and supernatural acts of God. Just a moment, we find ourselves thinking on something that's supernatural, that's not normal, that's impossible, that's glorious, that's lovely, that's heavenly, and even in heavenly places, whew, in just a glimpse, in just a split second, and then the evil one comes immediately and says what he has to say about that. And at that point, we come in and we say what God has to say about that. And we say what God says. We speak what God says. We have to use our mouth and our voice to say and declare what God is saying. Even a glimpse of glory. Holy Spirit leads us into all truth, Jesus said. <laughs> so have faith in God. And Jesus said the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. I mean, how glorious that Holy Spirit, who is God, leads you, leads the church, leads your family into all truth. 
so why do we doubt? <laughs> doubt is rooted in the fallen nature of mankind left to figure life out without God. <laughs> That's rough. Jesus told us everything we need to know and what we don't know, the Holy Ghost does know. <laughs> we don't know it all, but the Holy Ghost does. And he reveals the truth for, to us joyfully. It's his will and pleasure to reveal truth to us. Go to John 16. And if you ever get tired of verses that you should have memorized, we need to repent and get right. Because these are the words of Christ and we need to have them in our heart and know them and live them, breathe them and act on it. Live it, yes? John 16, verse 13 through 15. This is good news. Jesus said, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He has an answer for everything concerning your life. He has an answer for everything that pertains to life and godliness. Holy Ghost knows the Father's plan. And he knows where you are in it. Right? You got to personalize this. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine, and then he'll declare it to you. He glorifies Christ. He hears the words of Christ, and his job is to impart it to us, his children. He teaches us. Still, small voice within us when you just know what to do at just the right moment. Amen? All things that the Father has are mine, and therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. That's good news. Absolutely nothing is impossible for God. Remember the works of Jesus. Remember the works that were not recorded or even revealed to us. Put up John 21, 25. You know this is the last verse in the book of John. All the gospels are loaded with the testimony of Jesus Christ. And they put in one clause at the end. And there are also many other things that Jesus did. John 21, 25. And there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Now that's, that's glorious. But I can guarantee you, we will know in heaven these works, right? It will manifest <laughs> in the fullness of time. They say, oh, it's just too good to be true. Well, he is, but he is truth. Jesus told his church in John 14, 12 through 14. He tells his church, most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, 
that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's the heart of it. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He anointed them to do the same works as he, in his authority and in his name. He commanded that we make disciples and teach them all that he reveals. We do this in every area of our life as God, in our God-appointed spheres. Go to Matthew 28. This is known as the Great Commission. If you're tired of hearing it, we need to repent and get right and do it, right? Do not judge the word of God as being void, but full of power because if you're born again, you're his disciple. And you've been given his authority and power and name to go influence the area that you've been planted in, in yourself, your family, and all the places you put your feet. This is power. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh, gave us the authority to do this. Versus just going to church, right? <laughs> Changing the way we think every day. Matthew 8, 28, verse 18. He said, and Jesus came and spoke to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost and teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Noted. Amen. Jesus said in this world we would have tribulation, but be of good cheer, he has overcome the world. In Christ Jesus, we have been empowered as born-again ones to literally thrive in this life, in his spirit, even in adversities. It's a day of practicals. Be safe. Be wise in all of your dealings. Be wise in your finances. Be good stewards. Sow, give, bless others. Commit all you have to God. Because what you have, God has given to you. Put all under the blood of Jesus. That means you know and recognize that the blood of Jesus covers all and protects all, guards all, and keeps all because of your covenant with him. Pray protection over your family and your homes and your properties. Link angels literally surround you. Forces, unseen forces around you day and night, night and day to guard and keep you. Lock your doors and car doors. You laugh. But here we are. Don't go with strangers. Watch for suspicious ways. Always be on the alert and aware of your surroundings. Use common sense, which is sorely lacking in the world today. Praise Psalm 91 overall. It's a good one. The heart of that is just simply abiding and remaining in God and his word. Spend more time with God and his word than your phone and your entertainment. 
Live life according to the Lord's direction and pray daily over life. Forgive and be forgiven. Repent when your heart has sinned or doubted your Father's word. Don't isolate or walk alone. Get prayer when you need it. Continue to gather in Jesus' name with his body. Go to Hebrews 10, verse 23 through 25. He says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope, big word, without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. That sums it up right there. We're called to believe him and he's faithful. Amen? Let us, not, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another as so much the more as you see the day approaching. Worship God. Thank God. Open your mouth and bless his holy name. You have to speak it. <laughs> the devil can't read your mind. And everybody needs to hear your praise to God. I believe you, Jesus. Yes? Believe for miracles. You are one with Christ. <laughs> Stay humble and resist pride. We are called and told according to God's word not to fear anything. That's amazing, right? But to know and believe God in everything. We're called not to fear anything. There's got to be a power that brings such a confidence to our spirit that we can actually do this, right? That is amazing. He promised never to leave us, fail us, or forsake us. You're in covenant with God. His blood speaks a better word. We have all carried weight and burdens that we were not called by God to bear. The Spirit instructs us to give such burdens to the Father, and He shall comfort you and help you. But we try to carry them ourselves, right? Let the weak say they are strong. Paul said he would rather boast in his weakness so that Christ could be perfected in strength within him. When we're obedient to God and his words, his heart and his ways, we are blessed indeed. Yet still, we have to overcome like mighty victors in the challenges of life and the side effects of sin. Not everyone believes in our God. Therefore, there are conflicts, chaos, troubles, and persecutions in the way of God. But we are light in this world. We are true love in this world. We are called ambassadors of heaven. We represent Jesus in this world, in the area of our influence, our sphere, our domain that he's given to us. We were born for such a time as this. God made you for this time. Amen? Mankind was literally created to do marvelous works with God. 
our Lord Jesus Christ willfully submitted to his Father and ours to die by paying for the price of man's rebellion and willful sin against God. We have good news. <laughs> Eternal life in Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. And as if that was not enough, the Father chose to send Holy Spirit to actually live in us. <laughs> Christ, the anointed one in his anointing, believers can be baptized in his Holy Spirit and fire to have the same authority and power and fire as Jesus Christ on the earth. We have the raw power of God to live not in our own abilities and strength, but God's power, right? Thus empowering the believers to do his works. You cannot do this apart from God. Our eyes are fixed and focused on the Lord and Holy Spirit's voice. Now, as we know, every day is an opportunity for life and light, life and light, to shine forth to us and for us. Life is on your side. Light is greater than the darkness. We believe and know and expect that God is with us as we overcome. You hear it? We believe and know and expect that God is with us as we overcome overcome and carry out his will and his plans that he has for us and our families. Jesus told us of what was to come. He warned us of deception and human reasoning and evil, especially in the last days. And right now God is uncovering and exposing great darkness, lies, deception, evil, demonic schemes and plans for harm against humanity. But light overtakes the darkness, outshines it. We just got to get our focus in the right place. What part do we have in this hour to walk with God in his power, his wisdom, and his ways? His kingdom is an ever-increasing kingdom that knows no end. There's no decrease with God, yes? Do not listen to the lies of fear. Recognize the source. Test the spirit to see if they be of God. Only serve and follow the voice of our great shepherd, Jesus Christ. He said, my sheep hear and they know my voice. A stranger's voice that they will not listen to, yes? Don't believe everything you hear or see. Watch for distractions intending to shift your attention from the face of God. Stay in truth. Read your Bible. Be filled with Holy Spirit. Do, act, or perform every thought, impression, and word that he speaks in your inner man. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Yes? That's where the peace happens. Walk with God. Be obedient. Do not sin. Remain faithful in your daily duties and your God-given opportunities. Be strong. Be brave. Be steadfast and movable in this life and in your obligations. Believe God first. 
I want to be one. When something comes to me, the first thing I go to, what does God say? Yes? I want to believe the report of the Lord. Holy Spirit says, do not doubt. Do not doubt. Do not doubt. Believe God's word and follow the voice of Jesus daily. I think it's called daily bread. We are called to pray, to decree and declare what God is saying. Demand and command truth in the spirit realm. Speak what God says. Do what the spirit prompts you to do. Do not fear what you don't see or know. Know God and his ways. Trust God and tell him you trust him. Right? Go to Psalm 37. It's okay that while you're driving to work to say, I trust you, God. No matter what your need is, what the battleground may look like, or where you're going in life, it's good to say, I trust you, God. Right? Because the opposite of that is to tell the devil, I trust you. <laughs> That's repulsive. It's blasphemous. Right? So I only have two options, fear or faith. I've got to believe God and what he says. But I know that he is God and I am not. You understand? Psalm 37, verse 1. He said, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land. Feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. <laughs> Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Oh, wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Do not fret. It only causes harm. For evildoers shall be cut off. For those who wait, but those who wait on the Lord, this is awesome, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall be no more. Indeed, you'll look carefully for his place, but it shall be no more. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in abundant peace. Amen? Psalm 23. When you pray the word and you're walking about your way, you tell him, oh, Jesus, you are my shepherd. I shall never want. You understand? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you're with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all of the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. War with the word of God. Do not presume. Beware of presumptions and presumptuous thoughts. Walk with God. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves and cherishes the church, his bride. Pray for them. Bless them. Encourage them. Tell them truth. Hold them. Love them. Bring the words of life to them. War for them. Stand fast in the faith as heads of your household. Teach your children the ways of the Lord, His word, and show them the love of God and learn from them. Have the faith of a child. Wives, walk with God as mighty intercessors, hearing God's voice and agreeing with Him, blessing and undergirding your husband in faith without fear and doubt. Encourage, support, be kind, and honor the man of God. Ephesians 6, 1 and 2 states, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that it may be well with you, and you may live long on earth, promise. And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. As one in your household, believe God and raise up godly offspring. We are all children of God. Honor the family of God and all the members therein. No one should walk alone. Keep the faith. Know God is your life source. Continue to give to God what is His financially as you live a life of giving, a life of giving in your tithes and offerings, giving, helping, and blessing others. Don't forget his words to even that a cold cup of water given in faith shall not lose its eternal reward for you. Even a cup of cold water has great reward because God sees. I heard this word this week from Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 25. Never read it before. I've read through Ecclesiastes, but all of a sudden it's like, ta-da! Yeah, here it is. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give to him who is good before God. This also is vanity and just grasping for the wind. God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. Right with God, yes? But to the sinner, those who are not in Christ, he gives the work of gathering and collecting 
that he may end up giving to him what is good who walks with God. Woo! Right? <laughs> Remember Proverbs 15, 6. This is out of the New American Standard. Great wealth is in the house of the righteous, but trouble is in the income of the wicked. Proverbs 13, 22. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. It's our delight. But wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. These are not my words. Remember Hebrews 13, 2. He said, do not forget to entertain strangers because by so doing, some have unwittingly even entertained angels. Look for God. Show me your glory, Lord. That's my prayer every day. Show me your glory. We must see God's glory in and through all in this hour. Look through the stuff to see God's glory. Yes? Look for his glory. The nation is rocking and shaking because what is not from heaven is being rooted up. Hallelujah. Allowed to surface for such a time as this in order for truth and the kingdom of God to shine forth as the sun. Because the scripture says, overcome evil with good. Yes. Malachi 4.2 out of the New Living Translation. Malachi 4.2, he says, But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out, of the pasture, led out to pasture. <laughs> for those who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves led out to pasture. Psalm 125, verse 3. He says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. Justice and righteousness is the very foundation of his throne. So if you be rooted and grounded in God, this is what goes before you, is above you, behind you, within you, undergirding you. And you have been given the scepter of righteousness to rule in the land. Christ's righteousness, your hope of glory. These are amazing words of God. He says, pray for your leaders at every level and at home. Bless them and pray for them to encounter God Almighty. He knows all. He sees all. He is the ancient of days and he rules over all. Remember the words in Ezekiel that I have brought. Ezekiel 38, verse 23. Thus I will magnify myself, says God, and sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, then they shall know that I am the Lord. That's the hour. And we're not at the end, beloved. <laughs> you got it? Thus I will magnify myself and sanctify myself. I will be made known in the eyes of many nations. Then they shall know that I'm the Lord. God is in control. The head over all. The potter who forms and makes the clay. He raises up and he brings down. 
Ask God for a new spiritual holy hunger for his word, his heart, and his ways. He can impart and stir up your gifts and give you what you need. He will feed you. He gave us all that we need in Christ, and we are maturing, and we're all growing up into him daily. Sam, growing up. <laughs> we must mature. Grow up, he says. It's not an option not to obey God's word and the assignments that he gives you in your life and all your duties. See the eyes of fire, jealous, gaze upon him. Forsake the ungodly flesh and ways and the lure of this world and the systems of the world. Go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. First John 2.15, he says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Amen. Follow God. Share life with those that God brings to you or on your path each day. Step out, pray, prophesy, teach, heal, deliver, save, and give hope. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's all about God's kingdom. So walk in the spirit no matter what comes. Know and believe God. Galatians 2.20 since I've been crucified with Christ, it's no longer I who live, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I'm living now in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. I absolutely love this verse. <laughs> who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. It's by grace through faith that we have been saved. You are not alone. Stay connected to the body of Christ. Honor and submit to your kingdom authorities. Watch out for rabbit trails. <laughs> Stay the course and get on the path of truth. Serve in your communities as the Spirit leads for righteousness sake. You may be the one God chooses to use to help another find their way. To show them truth or love or wisdom. You may be used to set things right. Lead others. Grieve with those who grieve. Mourn with those who mourn. But bring love and hope. Speak life so as not to despair. Fear God. Hear God and just do what he says. Your yes can change lives and the trajectory of any circumstance. War in prayer. Two and three in agreement. Watch. I have called you to throne room worship and to an open heaven. Live from it. He is here. And the angels of the Lord are always with us and they help us and they protect us. I read a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer this week. He said, action springs not from thought but from a readiness for responsibility. Action springs not from thought, but from a readiness for responsibility.
be responsible. Your witness of the light matters. So, beloved of God, we're going to be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Amen? So let's honor God. These are his words. All are backed through scripture. Let's stand and let's honor that. We'll have this available for you so you can hear it all, read it all, meditate upon it. You bring to our remembrance the words of your heart. Before the beginning of time, it was written of us. For you have formed us in our mother's womb, knowing full well who we are, all that we have, all that we would go through, and being with you forever, Lord. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, and your goodness. There's more children that need to come home, Father. We ask that you would anoint your church in this hour with so much faith, confirmed with signs, miracles, and wonders that they've got to jump in the boat, that they've got to come to God, that many would be saved. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Be glorified in our midst, Lord. Bless us. Bless us indeed. Bless our families. Bless us with strength and courage and good health, divine health. Heal those who are hurting and oppressed. Deliver us, God, from ourself. And help us to know you and love you. Release a fresh hunger and thirst for your word and righteousness, Lord, without condemnation, but life and life abundantly, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. This message was brought to you by the Garden Gathering Church, a family of spirit-filled believers in San Angelo, Texas. We long to encounter God's presence and equip the saints for the work of the ministry. If you'd like to find out more, go to www.thegardenstc.org to realize how the revelation of Jesus Christ can fulfill your mandate in the kingdom of heaven.